0: The Phillies are headed to the World Series. Jeff, the Phillies are headed to the World Series. Frank Lowe's here with Jeff Mosher and Jeff. What did I just say? Come on, you're a laid back guy. I
1: want to hear energy in that, Frank. (laughs) I want to hear the fightings are making the. They're in the World Series, man. That's awesome. (laughs) But can you believe
0: this? I mean, I I can't. I, I I. I don't even know what to say. I'm like, in some respects, I'm at a loss for words because, you know, this is, this is a team we've spent so much time on, and and uh, I just, <laughs> you know, I think I, I I think we're getting to see what it's like when you don't have the back half of the roster having to play a lot, two mm-hmm. days out of every five, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yep, this is you, this you this is, it. you know. When we went, when we started talking about these, these postseason games, you know, it seemed like, you know, going into the Cardinals, it seemed like it made sense. Okay. Well, you've got Nolan Wheeler, right? You consider the bullpen in the back is there that this is winnable. And then you get to the next one. You say, okay, well, you've got your two aces. And then, you know, if Rangers, old Ranger, you you can eke one out here. Well, then that's how you win the NLDS. Well, then the NLCS, same thing. You know, you you feel good behind your aces. and, And my gosh, Jeff.
1: Game four, uh, it, it's just like it all comes together, Frank. It's it's really an amazing thing. But, I, you know, I, you, I,
0: I good. I just say i I never ever thought I'd ever see in my life an NLCS game where the starting pitchers go a combined two thirds of an inning. Right? Like this is this is this is, this is just mind boggling. But at the same time. You expect the Phillies to be the ones to come on
1: top of a game yes. like that. I, that. What was it? Who was it? I think it was Castellanos that asked him about that in particular. The starting pitchers, you know, getting rocked and and the the Phillies falling behind four nothing, but still winning. And he said, you know, it's kind of different when you're in the jungle. <laughs> I think that's what he said. And he was basically referring to Citizens Bank Park. Man, it was it was alive. It was electric. It was rocking and. You know, obviously the fans don't play the game, but I, I definitely think that there's that kind of element of the, the the third, you know, the or the what do you want to call it the uh, the twelfth man for for football or whatever you want to call it for for baseball, you know, the tenth man in a, in a sense, but tenth person fan, tenth fan. It was loud and it was tough, man. And they and the Phillies definitely were just. I love the fact that they were energized. I like the fact that that even though they're down for nothing, and normally you would say that's it. Bam, they respond. And to me, Frank, there's been like a formula here. It's like every game they've won, it feels like Reese Hoskins has set the tone. He has been the first mover for the Phillies' offense, whether it's the double against St. Louis or the home runs against Atlanta and then against San Diego. He's been the starter. Bryce has been the finisher. You know, when when you needed it, you needed that one run or you needed that big blast and now put you ahead or put it away, up comes Bryce Harper, and you've seen it so many times. A guy who is a great player who struggles in the postseason, you face better pitching, or you're just not getting anything to hit. He's hit everything, and he has been everything that every Phillies fan has hoped he could be. And after a season that was marred by the injury and you know the follow-up to the MVP year, he's had an MVP postseason. It's, it's a great story, man. It's you fantastic. Quite
0: literally, the National League, <laughs> yeah. NLCS, MVP. mvp of the nlcs yeah so
1: and deservedly but i think you could you could make an argument for reese also just the way he has opened up the doors in almost every game
0: yeah i've said it a million times as reese goes so go the phillies right sure, you were when, when so reese, you have
1: said that you are really right about that when <laughs> reese
0: is firing then they they're, it just there's no stopping because they have so many other pieces in that lineup right that that it just, it just, you can't hold him back. And, yes. uh, but, but no, but definitely, to, you know, the highlight of this NLCS is that two run home run in the bottom of the eighth inning off of Robert Suarez. Like, man, and Robert Suarez has been a heck of a reliever. Yep. Still, I, I, you know, I'm sure people are second guessing whether or not they should have brought Josh Hader in to face the lefty, uh, Harper at that point. But, but man, that was, that was, you know, going into that half inning, I thought, you know, All right, Phillies get six outs. Padres get three. I'm like, Phillies can Phillies can do this, but but man, but just seeing him come through with that big hit, that was just that was just something.
1: I know, because you know every every win is great, and every loss in the playoffs, Frank, is sickening, right? Like you, you, whether it's errors that lead to it, or you get really like Brad Hand coming in in the second game and hitting a guy, you know, like those things. It's one thing to lose, but it's every loss just feels sickening, right? And before harper hits that home run you're thinking about how sir anthony came in and was wild and the go ahead was it the go-ahead run that scored on the wild pitch or was it the game tying run now i'm trying to think i think it was the go-ahead run that scored on a wild pitch right and that's just sickening (laughs) and you're like oh man this this year and i still felt even if they lost that game i'm like they're still in the driver's seat just gotta win one more even though both games are gonna come in san diego but then Bryce just erases it. And now, like the Padres are probably the ones who are just sick to their stomach with the opportunities that they blew, but I don't care. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it really is amazing. And I, I think we have to, we have to give a ton of credit to Rob Thompson. I call him Tomper. They call him Topper, whatever, because with all the pressure in the world and some understandable logic about changing the lineup, he didn't. Right. He's, he he kept mm-hmm. the batting order the same. He went with what it got him there. And in the end, having Hoskins coming up there in the two hole and then where Harper has hit in the lineup has helped them. It really. Has. And, and Castellan's got a couple of hits, you know, so I can't discard that, too. But uh, and Schwarber, when he's hit the ball out of the park from that spot, they've needed it. So there, there's no reason to change the lineup. And he didn't panic.
0: Now one thing he did change which is a very different change is game 3 starter Ranger yeah. Suarez our, our our guy who, who of course we we've, we've been in support of for a couple of years now right mhm comes in to get, gets two outs on two pitches to save this game can you I get two My, pitches
1: I, I was like, what are the Padres doing? And then why are they bunting <laughs> the runners into scoring position? What did the, I, that to me made with, no sense? to
0: have two outs. All right. I, I, I have to think he was trying to get a hit. I mean, that's what I thought. Trying to catch too. him off guard, but man. But even
1: still, even still, the point of bringing in Suarez, right, was with runners in first and second to get the ground ball double play. If it's bases loaded, it's still the same point for the Phillies they're trying to get the ground ball double play and get out of the inning so I don't understand how yeah I get it you would have moved the the runners to second and third and beat out the hit and you would it would have been bases loaded one out but you're still the Phillies trying to bank on getting that either the play the plate or the ground ball double play so I don't know it didn't put as much pressure on the Phillies as they must have thought or or, I, I don't I really don't understand there in this game day and age you almost never see that especially at that point in the game
0: so what you think of them going to Suarez there? I mean that was that was like the wild card. It was the kind of thing where you look up and like, oh my gosh, it's Ranger Suarez.
1: Yeah. So when I guess we always try to rationalize things at the last second when they said Suarez was coming in or was getting ready, and I was like, I, wow, okay. Um, didn't think he would be the one we would see in that spot, but then it made you know in my head, Frank, it made all the sense in the world that you know he's a tough lefty. He gets ground balls. He keeps batters off balance. They needed a ground ball in that, that situation. Probably couldn't go, couldn't go to Eflin there, right? Because of uh, the innings he had already logged the night before. Um, because Eflin's usually a ground ball guy too. I don't know. I just think he went with the, the 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 best guy for the situation there, if that makes sense.
0: Just two days after his start, which is amazing. Of course, that he didn't amazing. he didn't throw a lot of pitches. I mean, he in his five innings in Game Three, but. But man, that was that. You know, I, I don't know if you saw my tweet because there's a million people tweeting. You know, <laughs> at a point in that game, but right. I said, Incomes, cool as a cucumber, Ranger Suarez." And to me, like that's that's the guy that just doesn't panic. You know, I think the big turning point for me watching watching Suarez last year when he really emerged was he came into some game where where I think it was Spencer Howard had loaded the bases early after getting roughed up some and mm-hmm. and. And Suarez came in and just had to inherit the bases loaded. And he just got to business, you know, didn't, didn't, didn't panic, just went about his business and, you know, really ended up turning around that into a win for, for the Phillies that game. And so I, you know, that, that's the game that I think of when I think of Suarez turning it around. And here he comes into the game, not rattled. Uh, he seems to have the, I think I heard somebody after the game say, you know, his, his heart, his heart rate is, (laughs) <laughs> what 62 period, and it doesn't. Maybe it went up to 63, but nothing more. But he mm-hmm. is, uh he is focused. He's calm. And the only time I didn't see him was that you know that that game against the Braves to, <laughs> to start the NLDS, right? But you got you got calm Ranger again, and he just got right to work, strategizing, being smart, and two pitches, two outs, series over.
1: So so do you agree? He went to, to Ranger there primarily lefty-lefty and wanting to get a ground ball, right? I mean, that that, that makes the most amount of sense. And, yeah. I mean, Eflin had only pitched one inning the night before, so I suppose he could have come in again, right? I forget how many innings he had totaled up to that point, but I think he could have come in. I mean, this is – you're trying to close out a game anyway. Eflin yeah. gets a lot of ground balls, but then you have righty versus lefty. So then really the only other – alternative maybe would have been to go what hand again i mean no you're not doing that no i and it, so i so really i think that that was probably i wonder i wonder if that was a situation that was discussed late inning high leverage tie down by one up by one, whatever do we go to suarez to get a lefty out if that's the last out or two we need you have to think that that wasn't just all of a sudden. You know something they did, something that Tomper just did twenty minutes before it happened.
0: Right. I mean, obviously he had to walk out to the bullpen at a certain point, so right, you got to think right. that was that was calculated. Certainly, I, I know he wasn't running out there like at the last second to go get warmed up. He had to have been out there. I'll have to see if anybody noticed. Maybe so. Maybe one of our listeners noticed when he made his way out to the bullpen. But that's that's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. Yeah. So it was Trent Grisham, the one who was bunting, and then. How about that? Austin Nola making the final out. Oh, to Nick Castellanos.
1: I wonder how the Nola family reacted to that one. <laughs>
0: Man, the,
1: the, you know, either way, they were going to have one son in the World Series
0: and one son not in the World Series and devastated. Right. So, yeah. But yeah. it's a shame it's his, his last one. <laughs> I got a kick out of the Phillips fans. Kind of good, you know, in good nature, booing him. <laughs> <later> <laughs> he's the wrong Nola. But I hope he didn't take it too personally, but, you know. Well, you know, you the, know. Philly, the the Phillies fans are always so clever in these in these games. You know, I, I think sure, that's the, sure. Yeah, that's so I. I though I didn't hear any check his ear chants. Uh, <laughs> the, the other day. Uh, and, and no after, disrespect
1: to Austin, by the way, but I mean the Phillies have have had this long and checkered history of having the other brother. You know, like the Mike Maddox, yeah. the Jason Giambi. I'm sorry, the Jeremy Giambi. No, the uh, yeah, yeah J- the J- Jeremy. Giambi. Yeah, so uh, uh, Ken and, Brett. They had uh, yeah. there. You go. It's it's a long. <laughs> it's just a long list. Yeah, so it's nice to be on the uh, on the other side of the uh, other brother argument for once. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, they man. didn't have
0: Brian Harper who played briefly, right, <laughs> for That's the national right. system or something. But, uh, uh-huh. but yeah, so so uh, so it ends on an Austinola flyout. He will probably be in attendance in the World Series, I would imagine, to to watch his brother. and And this next round will be Maton versus Maton. Oh, wait a minute, <laughs> Phil Maton <laughs> broke his hand. And Nick hasn't been on the roster, but uh <laughs> now, one no, one all right. So I'm assuming uh-huh. here, right? So, the, so as of us recording this, the, the the opponent is still up in the air. All signs right. point to it being the Houston Astros uh, who have a commanding lead over the, the um, New York Yankees. So even if Yankees pulled this game out, uh, they're, they're they're probably not favorites to win. <laughs>
1: yeah no i mean this is different this is going to be like 2009 you know right 2008 i think they were favorite to beat the uh devil uh, the rays or devil rays they were at they the were time still, right now they were the rays at that point oh that's right they changed to yeah. the rays yeah yeah i thought they were the favorite over the rays were they not
0: i think they were the favorite yeah but that, yeah houston yeah. will be the favorite for for this i for sure i, yeah. I would think
1: I, I would think so i mean you know we're obviously assuming uh the, the, the astros finish this thing off you never know but um, they are very frank. They're they're sad. The, that's the only kind of like sour part of this. Not sour, but like you know, I wish that they were playing a team that wasn't the best team in baseball <laughs> because <laughs> you don't want this train ride to end. And listen, I I think the Phillies can make a series of it. I think they they you can make an argument that the how, that the Braves were even better this year than they were last year. Oh yeah, but what the were. Phillies did to them, you know, you can make an argument that the Padres were a really good team that, um, you know, beat the Dodgers who were the best team in the national league. And so they had to be taken really seriously too, even though they were only an 89 win team and the Phillies beat them rather convincingly. So the Phillies are, are on a hot streak here, but I do think some of the things that they, the Phillies don't do well, that they've sort of been able to masquerade against the Braves and the Padres, whether it's, you know, the occasional blunder, well more than occasional blunder, you might see at first base and some of the guys who are, um, more easy outs in the lineup, you know um, that that comes back to haunt you when you play the Astros because they're pretty much sound all across the board. Uh, so it's gonna be it'll be a great World Series, you know. I listen, I don't even want to get that far into it because I'm sure we'll do a little preview, but you just don't want this magic carpet to end, you know. Like I just just keep going all the way. So the Phillies get some days off now. So
0: this World Series will begin on Friday night. Mm-hmm. So they'll play Friday, Saturday they'll have off on sunday so that everybody can watch the eagles and then uh monday tuesday wednesday next day off and then it would be again on the weekend so mm-hmm. uh, by the way so, who are
1: the eagles going to be playing that sunday
0: uh you know what i did <laughs> i've been a little
1: consumed you would know mister inside the birds uh i will tell you i'm i'm almost positive it's the houston texans that they're oh, playing wow. oh wow no 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 you know what they're playing th- i think that's the thursday that's night it's a thursday game. game right so the phillies yeah.
0: the phillies would be off next sunday uh-huh. And then if if that the Thursday night game will be an off night for the World Series on the 4th. So huh. uh Amazing. it, it kind of works out that there's no conflicts here with the Eagles and Phillies which is pretty neat.
1: Right. And then at the that just a couple of weeks after we had the Eagles playing the Cardinals and the Phillies playing the St. Louis Cardinals, now we're going to have the Phillies playing the Houston Astros and then the Eagles playing a Houston Texans football team. Very very weird how I that's worked out. That. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so yeah. So the uh, Eagles will be hosting the Steelers on Sunday, the thirtieth, after mm-hmm. Game Two, right? And then Thursday, November third, that's Eagles at the Texans. So, right? Man, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if uh, players will go to that game.
1: <laughs> Something
0: to do on the day off.
1: Hey, man. I hope they do. I hope they just keep it consistent. Don't change anything. Don't change the lineup. So you'll have um. Let's see, you should be able to have Wheeler ready to go, right? I mean, yeah. no, so, no reason so not to. Four days <laughs>
0: rest. So, do, do you, I guess that's one thing I wanted to talk about uh, now. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do Wheeler first? Absolutely. Or even though Nola didn't pitch uh, this this second part of the series, or you still go Wheeler, Nola?
1: I like Nola with an extra day rest, actually. I really do. I do. Well, so Nola's like... got a lot of rest now because. Well, that's actually a good point. Yeah, because he would have pitched. Uh, so, this will be, hmm. Well, so, at so this Wheeler point, when you're getting today, this much be... rest, Frank, I don't know if a day or, or not means anything. So I, I would go Wheeler and Ola.
0: And then Suarez, of course. So Suarez is your three. Yes. And then the whatever whatever happens in between.
1: <laughs> no, that's going to be an analytics decision, I bet, right, between whether you're throwing Syndergaard or Falter. I mean, I, you know, whether or not, you know, I – I th- I'll say analytics combined with the fact that Falter did not do a good job. Um, you know, in his last start against the Braves, he didn't do a good start job in his start against the Padres, and maybe he's sort of coming back to earth after a really good second half of the season, right? Maybe he's coming back to being Bailey Falter. Maybe you would trust Noah Syndergaard, who's pitched in a World Series before, just a few years ago. Well, it feels like a few years ago, but it's about what seven years ago with the Mets. Um, that that's an interesting call. I'm guessing, I I just don't like throwing, (laughs) Um, and again, we're getting too far into it a little bit, but like, you know, uh, Syndergaard's been okay, but his kind of stuff against the Astros would scare me. I think I'd rather have a left-hander throwing against that Astros lineup, um, even if it is falter, but I'm sure that a ton of analytics will go into that decision.
0: Yeah, you know, and and the way it worked out for for Game Four, you know, <laughs> even though Falter got two whole outs, like I think it kind of showed that you know you you can you can make a bullpen game work, which which is which is unbelievable to say out loud that you're using your bullpen as your, <laughs>
1: as hey, your... the Rays the Rays did it a couple of years ago, man, it almost won them a World Series, it got them all the way to well Game Seven, I think that that year, right? Um, so against the Dodgers, so. I wouldn't quite look at the Phillies bullpen and call it a call it like rays ish from that year cuz they had like five or six guys who were just throwing flames coming out and it feels like the Phillies rely constantly so much on the the big 3 here uh well it's really the big 2 right it's Alvarez yeah. right now and Scranton praying Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Alvarado and uh, and Sir Anthony and you're praying like one of these guys, whether it's hand or Robertson or somebody just steps up and gives you something, you know.
0: And David Robertson, you know, he he got uh, he walked a couple uh, in the clincher, uh, Mm -hmm. but, you know, he's he seems to have given them something this series. So I know he's uh, eager for his uh, sort of redemption from his uh, twenty nineteen and what well, it was into 2020 the injury right so yes. uh it's it, it, it's amazing that they've <laughs> they've had him um you know half him here now so i i know i tweeted this before he didn't close out the game but uh, you know a few years ago imagining that he might actually uh be the one on the mound as they're trying to clinch so did you uh, feel
1: he was squeezed in that that uh eighth inning there
0: uh, maybe maybe a little bit i wasn't that worried about it.
1: I mean, yeah. I, 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 but I like know. he wasn't completely crazy wild. He, he yeah. walked two guys, but it didn't seem like he was all over the place. I thought there were a few close ones there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up his, his game log. Of course. Of course, they, uh, on MLB, they, they don't, uh, they don't do the game logs for the postseason, of course. Right. But, uh, but yeah. So, so I don't know. I'd rather have him than Nick Nelson. I think, I mean, No no disrespect to to their long man, Nelson, but, you know, Mm -hmm. games like this, you you get more upside from from Robertson than if you have to you have to go with Nelson uh, as your long man. So. Right. uh, But um, so. So speaking of the roster, then, like, is you you, would you make any other changes heading into this? I mean, there's there's not too many options to swap out. I mean, we didn't really see Guthrie
1: this series. Um, Nick Maton's still around. I wanted to ask you about that. So. Just in general, a spare outfielder. When they bring, you know, when they they come out for the ninth, they had put um they put Sosa in right for for Boehm at third base. Mm-hmm. They didn't take Castellanos out of right field, and I, I get it. You are only up by one, and he is technically your fifth hitter. I mean, he's zero for three in the game. Are you a little surprised they didn't put Veerling in for defense there?
0: Well, I am try, trying to try to remember now who would be up next when. They went to if they had to go to the bottom of the ninth,
1: so uh, that's a good point. Because I and mean, but, Harper but had that two runs now, doesn't matter just because he he had no hits in the game. I mean, he, you know, it's not like he's been he's had a couple hits this series, but he's not tearing the cover off the ball by any stretch of the means. Harper so, had
0: just homered and Castianos made the last out, so yeah, that's a little surprising.
1: No, Stott made the last out, oh, sorry, struck out, yeah, so Castianos had already been up that the inning before and then yeah. grounded out. I, I think I wonder if at one point. In that inning, Tom Topper said to himself, "Oh man, maybe I should have also put Vierling in in right field." Like, you know, I, at that point, even if even if Cassiano's supposed to be up again, he's not tearing the cover off the ball, and you really need to protect that one run lead. At uh that's the that's the series right there. You have a chance yeah. to close it out. So I, I, it surprised me that he didn't do that. And if he's not going to do that, then then I don't even know why you you do you would put you know Guthrie on the roster then then for what you know. For an
0: extra bat. (laughs) I mean, Nick Mayton's been around with the team, uh, not on the roster, but, um, you just gotta ask what, you know, I guess it matters of who's gonna give you something more that you might need. And I, you know, the thing about Mayton is, you know, he's, he's not gonna be your replacement, uh, infielder because that will be Sosa, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, I guess, I guess that's why I guess they haven't felt the need for a, a lefty bat off the bench. But really, you know, you're seeing the, uh, having the having the DH you know that really changed things you know because you don't need all the pinch yeah, hitters all the time Yeah you don't need any pinch hitters
1: right like which made very... the bullpen game a lot easier Sure sure and at this point I guess the only reason I have Kyle Gibson on the roster is if I I know they've put him in the game but I don't you know he's if if the Phillies are down like 5 to 1 <laughs> after the first inning and you just you know it's already a long haul and you're just going to pray to get two or three innings of them and if you uh if you do that's great and can get yourself back in wonderful if not you didn't think you were going to win that game anyway
0: yeah when when gibson came in i did tweet and i said well this is exactly what you have gibson for right The phillies got to the point where it was just clear that the bullpen can't spare another arm that night Mm -hmm. and he just was there to finish it out now he ended up getting getting (laughs) out of the jam and uh getting the last few outs but uh yeah, I think that's kind of what the role Gibson has right now. So he's he's kind of the long man, yeah, um, like Nick Nelson would be in the regular season. But uh, no, you know, Gibson's had some success. You know, it's not like uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. He could have been burned out, <laughs> you know, or um, did you get down the end of the season? But uh, I don't know that he's a necessarily a huge liability. But uh, right, right. So I mean, maybe after what you saw with Falter, you, you might consider giving him some innings.
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Uh, the reality is the reason the the Phillies are here mostly is because Wheeler was great in his two starts, and they got t- unbelievably timely hitting and power from the year three, from from Hoskins, from Harper, uh, and Schwarber, right? I think you're going to need abs- – the only chance they've got to win the World Series, I think, would be to get this that and also to get two really good starts out of Aaron Nola. Yeah, and unless now, of course you sweep them in four. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aaron Nola, of course.
0: Now again, we don't know the opponent yet, uh,
1: but everybody
0: thinks it'll probably be Houston. Um, Aaron Nola stepped up in a big way against Houston. Now, of course, they had already clinched, so I don't know that uh, that's exactly the same. But um, but the Phillies went down to Houston for that series, and and that was a uh, that was. That was the clincher that Nola went in and, and stepped up for. So, yeah, um, you know, they they kind of hung. it's it's, it's kind of hard to gauge what you, you're getting with the Astros from what you saw that series, because as much as Dusty Baker said uh, they were going to play,
1: they, they didn't really. No, but I will say, like, I think if you just judge it on Nola's stuff that night, he was great. In, yeah, he, he, the bottom was falling out of his his uh, his off speed. So, like. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like that, maybe the Astros weren't motivated, but you know, good pitches are good pitches, and he was lights out that night, just like yep. he was in the first game uh, of the, the the playoffs. You know, I mean, it was just compl- lights out. So, what would you do
0: different in a World Series compared to what they've been doing? Would you do you anything know, I'm, different? I'm,
1: I don't. I don't know. Like, I re- it, it, listen. I Again, I credited Tomper for making no changes, right? And there were some. Some loud voices saying you should change the lineup. Uh, I still think if you wanted to move Castellanos down one, you know, Mm -hmm. make it Harper bomb Castellanos, just, just to not that bomb is swinging a really hot bat either though. So I guess there's really no, no reason, but I, I, you know, I mean, I feel like without making a radical change, you could, if you wanted to bump Castellanos down a little bit. But again bomb's Baum, not giving you a reason to do it and nobody else below I mean uh, you know again the guys who are hitting the hottest are are Schwarbs and and Hoskins who's really giving you more power than, than batting average at this point and Harper so and Re- Real Muto has been timely. so really it's your your front four but you know if you if you're thinking Frank like about what you have to do better and then winning a, a closer game and maybe just needing a hit I mean it seems like even when Castellanos does get a hit, it's almost like an excuse me hit, right? He's like kind of slapping it to right field. Like when's the last time he just took a pitch inside and wailed it. Forget the home runs, just wailed it to left center. You know, Mm. I think even Baum has better at bats when he gets out than Castellanos. So that might be my slight change to do something different if I was motivated to, but I don't think he's going to do it.
0: So Zach Wheeler. I I saw a stat online about his ERA put in the postseason, which is currently at one seven eight. Lowest since some guy named Cliff Lee.
1: Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. <laughs> one guy since Cliff Lee. Yeah, I would say that two thousand
0: nine Cliff Lee was unbelievable, and I think yeah. we're we're seeing shades of that here. Yeah. Although I will say this, Cliff Lee went went a lot deeper in these these games uh, than the little Wheeler these days.
1: Yeah, well, you know, maybe again when you talk about the one change, maybe it's if if it's game one of the World Series and Wheeler is winning two nothing after seven and he's only thrown eighty pitches, let him have the eighth. Like I get that the old way worked too when you had either Alvarado and Dominguez or, or one of those guys pitching winnings. That's fine, but let him. You know, you're going to need those later again. You're you're really relying so heavily on Alvarado and Dominguez to get, you know, six plus outs um, that why not? Cause it's not like you have to, you, you may, if especially if it's game one and you're thinking big, you may not need to see him again. Well, you probably will you, one more time, but th- this is the point is it's the last series. You don't have to worry about preserving and longevity. It's all about these next four to seven games. So if he's got 80 pitches through seven, let him go out one more. So what do you think about this? These
0: four days off—is is that do you like having the time off? Do you think it's it's kind of kind of mess with their mojo a little bit?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think those are the things that when they happen, and then the team gets off to a bad start, they blame it on that. But when the reality is, you're facing great players. Uh, you know, is Verlander going to be able to probably go if it's if it's the Astros? Of course, well, Verlander will go. I mean, I, listen, he's a great pitcher and he's had an unbelievable year. So if he wins game one, are we going to say it's because the Phillies got cold, or is it? Are we going to say because Verlander amazing? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm not as nerved by it, and you know, it's Houston finishes this thing off, then they're going to have some days off too.
0: Now Aaron Boone was saying that uh, the open roof kind of killed the New York
1: Yankees in Houston because <laughs> it'll put the dense air in. Is that what he was saying?
0: Both teams if I'm not mistaken, Jeff, both teams had a play with the open roof.
1: Well, that's what I was gonna say. I, I they don't do. know close why. it that would for the uh... one team over the
0: other. <laughs> <laughs> close it for one, not the other. <laughs> Man, I mean that to me that's to me that's that's why the Yankees are falling apart. I mean, that just sounds stupid, the excuses like that. Like like uh and, yeah. and I think Boone's contract is up. I wonder if he'll be, even be back, but uh uh, the way the Yankees played the second half, uh, under 500 records since July. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, stupid excuses like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I that, that's why I definitely think this will be, this will be Houston here.
1: <laughs> it's, it will be. It's going to be a tough one. Frank. Okay. He's got
0: two more seasons after this one. So, um, he, he put a new, he got an extension through the 2024 season. But, but, I mean, they could fire, they could fire him with, you know, a couple of years left. I don't know. Yeah. But, but, but I don't know. I just, I just, I, I just think that that sends really bad message.
1: I would agree. I agree. I didn't like what he said either. Uh, listen, Houston's really tough. <laughs> there's, there's just no doubt. They're so well-rounded offensively and defensively. Good bullpen. It's going to be a monumental challenge. This is not like beat to me. This is even, it's not the equivalent of playing like the 101 Braves win team. This Astros team was great all year long. Mm-hmm. I think they would have kicked the crap out of the Braves. So I just think that they're more talented. They got hard throwers. They got guys with great off speed. McCullers throws nothing but curveballs, and sometimes he can be unhittable. You know, and their lineup has got guys you can either make contact or power from Alvarez, Tucker, to Bregman, and young kids like Pena. Um, you know, I don't even know if r- people realize that if Aaron Judge is not having the year he did, Alvarez had an amazing year. He could have been an MVP candidate along with uh, Otani. So, I mean, and then, of course, Altuve. I mean, they just have so many guys who can be. Yeah, it's going to be tough.
0: Well, I don't know about you, Jeff, but I- I'm exhausted from <laughs> <laughs> from this week. good exhausted, Jeff.
1: Man, I'm exhausted. I'm happy. I'm happy for the city. It's great to have the Phillies and the Eagles awesome at this time. I was at the uh, Whiteout game over the weekend at Penn State. That was a great time, hundred eight thousand strong. So, um, it's what a great weekend, man. And I just hope it continues. I really do.
0: Well, I, I, again, I'm still, I'm still somewhat in denial. Who, who, who would have thunk it? I, I just the way this season started, I, I just thought that this the the, the Phillies could not handle another year missing the playoffs and then they get in and you think okay well this will be nice you know mm-hmm. like they'll they'll be in the playoffs a little bit you don't expect much but but you know definitely definitely jeff i'm i'm getting 2018 vibes uh <laughs> you know like that eagles team uh you know not expected to win and guess they just took care of business
1: yes underdog you starting to start doing the underdog bark
0: uh, I'm not going to do it, but you can if you want. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome, you know, and whoever they play, Jeff, you know my my take has always been, don't don't make a prediction. And that's what I said. That's what I said in 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 2018 after that 2017 season, because you knew they would be the underdog, and you know I just said just enjoy the games, you know. And <laughs> I don't like to make predictions, but uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll be able to break it all down as uh, we get closer to game one. And, and, Jeff, I look forward to talking some more baseball with you.
1: In the immortal words of Bart Scott, Frank can't wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been the Powder Blue Podcast. Frank Close, Jeff Mosher. We'll catch you before game one.